0: Hi, I'm Rebecca Ryson, and welcome to the Chit Chat. Today we've got some amazing guests. I'm here, of course, with my co-host, Jeremy Roberts, and um, we are excited to talk to you today uh, about the U Matter office and the great folks that work over there. Um, So let me tell you a little bit more about Kate Forrester and Mandy Bloodworth. Kate Forrester has an undergraduate degree from middle College and received her Master of Social Work degree from Boston University. She's worked in higher education throughout her career as a social worker, beginning in the counseling centers at Boston University, University of California at Berkeley, and at Sarah Lawrence College. Kate transitioned into student affairs work at Colorado Mountain College before taking time to be home with her two young children. Kate joined the university as a case manager in June of 2016 after relocating with her family from Los Angeles. So welcome Kate. Good to see you. you. Good
1: morning. Good
0: morning. And Mandy good to see you as well. Mandy Bloodworth serves as a case manager working primarily with our residential students. Mandy also provides direct support and wellness programming for community assistance. She received her undergraduate degree here at the University of Mississippi and went on to earn her master's in social work from Louisiana State University. Mandy worked in a clinical setting, providing therapy to K through 12 students prior to joining the university in 2019. Good to see you as well, Mandy. Welcome to the show. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Well, we're excited to talk to you. You guys do such important and great work at the you Matter office. Uh, so let's just kind of start off and, and talking about the UMatter office and your roles there. What types of services do you provide for students at the University of Mississippi?
1: Sure, I can. I can get us started on that. So, kind of the the formal official name of our office is You Matter: Student Support and Advocacy. Um, we are in the Division of Student Affairs, and kind of you know within the Division of Student Affairs, more or less fall underneath the uh, Dean of Students area of practice. Um, so, in that area, you know, we are looking at providing support to students that may be experiencing any unexpected concern or challenge during their their time here at the university. Um, you know, a lot of times a really helpful way that I found to describe what we do is um, we like to think of ourselves as essentially kind of the human connection right between a student and the university you know for a lot of students uh they're coming you know especially for our first-year students they're coming into an entirely new system right it's very different from high school it's a very different time of life developmentally there's just a lot that happens as they transition into a higher ed setting and it can be a lot to navigate and especially when the unexpected concerns or challenges do come up for a student um it's a lot, you know, for a student to know how to communicate with a professor, um, how to access the resources, or how to even know what resources are available on campus or where to even start. And so, I like to think of our office as kind of a central hub where students can come in and hopefully, in you know, one meeting or one connection with our office, get a pretty good sense of all of the sports services that exist, maybe some next steps that they could take, um, you know, to get some good things in place um, for, you know, whatever their concern or challenge may be. Um, But, you know, really, you know, the the services that we offer is that really individualized work with students as we connect with them um, when they have these different concerns or challenges that come up for them. Um, so we're doing kind of individual. What we call case management. So as a student comes in, you know, we kind of we call that a case. But we're just working with the student um, and looking at the concerns they're facing, what resources or referrals may be necessary, next steps they could take, um, what they may need to communicate to professors, options that they may have in terms of next steps here on campus. Um, and sometimes just finding, you know, their readiness to take those steps, right. And, and kind of talking a little bit with them and we don't serve as counselors, you know, so we, we try to help students understand that, uh, because it's, it's adjacent to counseling in some ways. Right. And a lot of times we're kind of the first stop that a student may make before they make the connection at a counseling center or at an off-campus, um, agency. Um, so that's really our individualized service, you know, beyond that we are, um, doing trainings, we're out working with staff and faculty, helping them um, know also how to recognize when their students may be facing you know concerns or challenges or when they may be in distress and a good time, you know, to know when to get a student connected with our office. Um, so we're doing outreach like that quite often. Um, we oversee the student complaint process, or, <laughs> right, you know, that's that's a fun part of my job. Um, but, you know, if a student ever does have kind of a complaint or concern, um, they can connect with me or find an online complaint form. Um, we also provide support services for students that may be responding to a Title IX related concern. Um, so, you know, in a Title IX process, there's sort of you know two sides of what a student may be going through. There's a student coming forward with a formal complaint, and a student that may be responding to that formal complaint. There are services available for both students. We provide the students support services for the students that are responding to those complaints. Um, so you know that's not something that comes up very often for students. You know, but if it does, and you know, we're, we're very happy and provide ongoing support there. Um, and I'll let Mandy jump in about some of the specialized work that she does.
2: Yeah, so I work specifically with our students who live in the residence halls. Um, I do that case management work for them and then also do some um, direct support work and wellness programming for our community assistants, um, just knowing that their jobs can be really challenging and stressful at times. Um, And then because I work so closely with housing, I will sometimes partner with housing staff to do a different events in the residence hall. So um, that's a great way to get out and meet students and um, let them know more about the matter office and the services that we provide. But yeah, I think, you know, it's a great connection there with housing and working with our first year students has been really, um, really rewarding. Um, so I really enjoy that piece of it.
3: Well, y'all both talked about staff and how they connect to the office or what y'all do in working with them, but also for faculty members who have concerns about students, how would one, either a faculty or a staff member, connect with your office to let you know that there may be a concern about a student?
2: Yeah, I can take this one. So we have a a form just on our website, so umatter.olemiss.edu. And um, it's a care referral previously. um, Some people still know it as a student of concern report. um, But we have kind of rebranded that as a care referral, a little gentler language there. But basically, you just go to the website, um, you will see the bar at the top. And anyone can fill out that form. So faculty, staff, parents, other students, you can just fill that out and it kind of asks about your concern and that comes strictly to Kate and she will assign that out as a case. So that's definitely one way, uh, especially if it's a lower level concern or if the reporting party doesn't have any questions about how to address the situation, they can just fill out that form. Um, For true emergencies, it's probably best to call UPD or if it's during business hours and a faculty or staff member wants to consult with us um, if they're sitting with a student who might be in crisis or they had an uncomfortable interaction with the student and they just want some guidance around next steps and what they should do, Um, we're always happy to consult. They can call our office and talk with one of uh, the case managers and we can provide some guidance there and we can also then follow up with the student as appropriate as well.
3: And then how can students seek guidance from your office if they have a friend in need? Would it be through the same report system or do they just stop by, call? Yeah,
1: you know, I think we see a little bit of, of everything. I'd say primarily the care referral is, is the main way that that students connect other students to our office. But we've really looked at in the past year or so kind of increasing our outreach to students. So they know how to get their peers connected. And sometimes we even have students that refer themselves, which is great. Um, Sometimes we have students walk in and that's not a problem either, right? We're always happy to connect with students. Um, But I think we know, you know, there's been research over the past few years that shows that, You know, this generation of college students we know are much more likely to disclose to their peers that something's going on or that they're struggling before they're going to reach out to a staff or faculty member, right? So, um, and their peers also may just notice unusual behavior, you know, more so than a staff or faculty member may. And so we really want students to know, like, hey, it's not your job or responsibility to just hold all that for your friend or for your roommate. There are great services and there are great resources on campus and you can get your friend connected. Um, Part of the training that we do for students is also encouraging them as they make a care referral to also let their friend know that they've done that or let them know about our office so that when we do that friendly outreach and everything is, you know, kind of friendly and supportive outreach from our office. Right. So, you know, there's no requirement at kind of early stages that a student has to come in and talk to us. So we, you know, we want people to know that, but we want the conversation, you know, to be acceptable to a student. And sometimes the, you know, for a friend to have a conversation with another friend, you know, saying like, hey, I remember I went to this training or I remembered orientation, there was, you know, this office and I think they, they help with this very thing, right? You know, I, I, and I shared your name with them so they may reach out, right? So just encouraging students to help almost with that transition is is, um, a huge benefit too um, for the students being referred because then it's not a cold call, right? Or they know um, why there's outreach that's coming and that we're very supportive. And we're just there to kind of help them navigate um, or get connected. And and it could be anything from like, you know, a roommate knows that, um, you know, their roommate lost a grandmother or a grandparent recently, right? And they're going to be absent from class. And that that student just leaves because they're like, I have to go home for the funeral services. I don't know what to do. They can make a care referral, right? And we can connect and talk with that student and say, you know, have you been in touch with your professors? You know, here's some next steps that you can take just to help them navigate some of those things that feel really scary during a very uncertain time.
0: And you know, you mentioned like some life stuff that happens to students, uh, like just you know, big life things can happen at any stage of development, but college is is definitely no exception. All kinds of things can can go wrong in life, um, and I know you probably can't go into to too many details about specific student cases, but what what would be like you know, kind of some of the more common situations that you see or types of situations that you see?
2: Yeah, so I think you know, on that note. Anything can happen while a student is in college. Um, so as Kate mentioned, anytime there might be absences due to grief or loss, or sometimes if a student is just sick uh, or in the hospital for a physical or mental health concerns, um, we are able to help students navigate those. Um, just that outreach to their instructors, like Kate talked about, they're not always sure that they're supposed to do that, or they might know they need to, but they're not sure what to say, and so sometimes it's just having that conversation, I know I see that a lot in in working with first-year students. It's just a whole new system they're trying to navigate, and so um I think just having a simple conversation with them about what you can say to your instructor and what they can expect can be really helpful um so that's definitely an area where we work especially with our first-year students and then um we see some mental health concerns in our office too I think um, a fair number of our care referrals are for a uh, faculty, staff, or friend, parent who may be worried about their student and some different changes in behavior or changes in personality, and they're not quite sure what to do. So we're able to, um, you know, as Kate said, we always offer a supportive outreach. And a lot of times students do respond to that and they want to come in and, uh, and have that conversation about what resources are out there on campus that can be helpful for them. And, you know, there may be times when they're not ready to access those resources, but there are, I I always feel like we're giving them that information and they have it when they're ready. Um, And then there are other times when they may need a little help. So sometimes we're able to help students call and make that appointment while they're sitting with us. Um, So mental health concerns. And then um, I think financial concerns or basic needs come up as well. Uh, We advise the grocery here on campus, the food pantry, as well as the Lyceum locker, the new um, school supply closet. So sometimes students are unaware of those resources that can just be incredibly helpful. And so it's just letting them know about those types of things. And I find that a lot of times that just alleviates some stress for the students. So it's really getting them connected there. Um, and then, two with our first-year students, we may help them just with that transition to college and that adjustment period. Uh, I know in the fall semester with our first-year on-campus students, especially if they don't go through recruitment, they may struggle a little bit to find their place on campus. And so, it's helping them get connected with the student org or, you know, telling them about the forum or something. I know we, their um, leadership and engagement ambassador started last year was the um, I think the involvement consultation. So those are really helpful and just making students aware we have so much on our campus that can be helpful for students. Um, even the work that you guys do with academic support, I'm always telling students about those programs and they're not aware of them. And so I think in a nutshell, like that is what we do for whatever type of concern comes in our office is make sure the student knows about the resources and knows how to connect um, and just helping them navigate the different processes on our campus or, um, navigate the challenges that come up in their in their time here with us
0: well we appreciate you too mentioning our resources because we we just you know really care about students much like you all do we want them to to thrive and be happy and meet their goals and and things like that Um, and we see a lot of students that are kind of looking to you know maybe increase their gpa or um, meets specific academic goals, whichever ones they, they set for themselves. Do you have any advice for students in terms of how to be successful in college? Wow, uh,
1: well, well um, I guess I would say, you know, setting yourself up with, with good habits early on, right? You know, is, is, is important and that could be anything from kind of your time management habits to your self-care, right? You know, how you take care of yourself because it may not feel like it in, in August when you start, you know, things, you know, feel fun and it's moving really quickly, but, you know, the pressure can really kind of mount through, through the course of the semester or there may be periods of time where um, having a really good self-care plan will really benefit you because of just increased pressure or it's midterm time or it's final time, but you've got that self-care plan in place and, you know, um, you can already recognize in yourself, like when you feel really stressed, you know, your body kind of. Your sleep gets disrupted or you might catch a cold right so recognizing and knowing those things about yourself and having a good self-care plan can be really helpful um i think being willing to um, ask for help and kind of reach out and and, and i know that's it's easy to say because it's hard sometimes for a first-year student coming in to even know who do i ask for help or what do i even start and i think this campus especially this university Anybody that you ask for help is going to try to figure out and point you in the right direction. If they don't know the answer, they're going to try to figure it out for you. And that's what makes I think this university so special. Um, You know, I don't know if that's just the hospitality state, you know, in all of us, or if it's just something really unique to this campus, but I, you know, it's like when you see visitors walking around. You know, they can ask absolutely anybody where to find a building, and anyone is going to go out of their way, probably even walk them to the building, right, to make sure that they get there. And I think it's the same for any of our students. If they just stop and ask the question, um, you know, we've got a really, really supportive community around us. So, I think you know, good time management, um, self care, and, and being with, being able to kind of ask, you know, just like, hey, where's that building? Or where do I eat? Or how do I use the buses, right? I mean, cause there's a lot to learn. Um, and if you don't ask sometimes, you don't know. Right.
3: Well, Very good advice. We, we've got two lightning round questions for you just to get to know you a little bit better. Um, the first one is, what was your freshman year of college like?
2: Well, I'll be first. Um, <laughs> I. first. I thought my freshman year was, it was really fun. And those are probably some of my best memories, um, of college and, you know, not to say it wasn't without its challenges. You know, I did deal with some of that transition. Like I was the only person from my hometown who came here. So there was a little bit of that homesickness and transition, um, and times when I thought I wasn't going to come back for a second year, but I did, um, And, you know, I lived in Martin Hall and say what you will about uh, traditional residence halls, but there's nothing like it. um, Having that experience and as much as, you know, having a bathroom in my room would have been nice. um, I would do do it all over again just because of the community that you find in that building. And so that's where, you know, all my closest friends lived and we were just back and forth to each other's rooms. And um, it was just it was a good cure. I really enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I it was a long time ago for me.
0: (laughs) So
2: I have to kind
1: of go way back, but no, I, you know, I grew up in the South. Um, So I grew up just North of here in Tennessee. And um, I actually left the South to go away. I went to Vermont to a very small school. um, So much, much smaller than, than this setting. Um, But I loved it. And that was just the right fit for me. Um, But my freshman year was a lot of like exploring, kind of navigating a totally new region and part of the country um, with really different Um, kind of that new England stoicism, you know, I mean, just different approaches to everything. And um, I think that's where my Southern accent went, you know, I lost it as soon as I got to Vermont, but um, you know, I, yes. I mean, the, the women that I lived with in my first year um, residence hall are still my closest friends. Um, It was just so exciting. And I think, you know, I was thinking about, you know, how that kind of translates for someone, you know, attending the university here. And, you know, I think about students that may be coming from another part of the country, California, we have a lot of students from California, a lot of students from the East Coast, wherever they may come from, you know, and coming to Mississippi, maybe for the first time, you know, how exciting it is to be in a totally new area, um, and get to know a new place, and especially the South, which is so rich, you know, in, in history and culture, and it's complex and complicated at times. But, um, you know, I think that's what reminded me of my freshman years, just, you know, getting to a totally new part of the country, um, meeting people that fun, that excitement, um, and, and yeah, navigating like college level coursework. And, you know, that brings up a lot, like, like Mandy said, I mean, it's there, there's times where it's like, can I do this? Or, oh my gosh, or how do I do this? Or, you know, um, how do I talk to these professors? They seem so scary. They're, they're not that scary, right? You know, I mean, you can, you can talk to them, right? And I try to tell our students that all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was my freshman year. I was kind of a nerd, you know, um, I really got up there and wanted to study. <laughs> so um, that was kind of, a big driver for me it wasn't a big athletic school you know it was like we it was it was Vermont you know we had apple picking and <laughs> <laughs> sounds so wholesome doesn't it,
0: <laughs> it does sound wholesome I like that yeah
3: mm-hmm.
0: I mean there were other things to do too Of course. <laughs> nothing wrong with a good apple you know I mean they're healthy and tasty and you can make pies out of them so yeah
1: Oh, man, somebody's going to see this video and and get me (laughs) into trouble about that.
3: So the last question we have, have either of you had a mentor or a professor who you found to be inspirational for you throughout either your collegiate career or now into your professional career?
2: Um, I was thinking about this a little bit. I had, um, so when I didn't, when I got my master's in social work, I had an internship one year at, um, it's called sexual trauma awareness and response. It's kind of like a rape crisis center, but a little more robust. Um, and the executive director there, she was a social worker and she is not too much older than me. And, um, she had really built that. So it had been previously like just a, a kind of a small center. And she came in as a g- executive director and really grew it really quickly and really, and did a good job with it. And so I remember talking with her and she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I just Google it and like figure it out. And so I just remember feeling so inspired, like, okay, you don't have to have all the answers. Like you don't have to know how to do something to like take on a new project and you can figure it out and, you know, seek support and supervision and guidance. And um, and you can make things happen. And so I just, that's kind of stuck with me. And, um, I feel like I'm more likely to take things on after getting to know her and learning under her a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think I would add they're kind of sort of phases of, you know, of that I say in my undergrad experience, um, you know, I did an undergrad thesis project, which believe it or not, was on William Faulkner. I went all the way to Vermont to study William Faulkner. So crazy, but anyway, um, I should have just stayed around here. But no, um, my, but my thesis advisor um, was someone that I worked so closely with, and and I think about that even now. Um, you know, for students here, you know, that go through um, that senior year thesis project, or you know, they're part of the honors college or whatever that may be. Um, you know how important it is to connect to someone in an area of interest, you know, or a field of interest and dig into the work and get to know their research and their work and talk to them and ask them questions. Um, Cause that was really impactful. And, and especially with such a large project like a thesis. Um, so in you know, my undergrad, like I, I look back at that thesis advisor professor, you know, relationship is, is really fundamental. And then, you know, as I went into my graduate work which is kind of, you know, it's it's sort of two phases, right? There's that undergrad piece and the graduate work, you know I. I had a better sense of what I was going to head out and do. And um, it really actually it was in more of my post-grad work. I did a couple of post-grad years um, in higher ed settings. And, you know, I'd say the supervisors like Mandy mentioned, you know, when you're young in your career, um, you know, in, in an area of specialty and you have supervisors that um are really great. I mean, it just makes all the difference. And so, you know, some of those supervisors that I had that connected me to higher ed work um, really shaped my career path. Um, so that's, yeah, I, I think of those folks as well um, as, as, you know, great mentors and folks that I'm still in touch with.
3: Okay. Well, we want to thank both of you again so much for being on the second season of the Chit Chat. We learned a lot about the you Matter office and we'll be sure to link your website in the description below whenever we post everything and share everything on social media. But it's another great episode, another one for the books. For Rebecca Rison, I'm Jeremy Roberts. Thank you all so much for watching. Have a good one.